a very good morning to you, Peter. How are you? Hey, Silvana. Good morning to the listeners. Yeah, I'm fantastic, actually. Mm, happy this, Friday. Uh, well. it's, uh, I'm settling into to another rainy week. Um, nice chilly weather. Good yes. for cooking and making coops and stews. Mm. So the ideal weather for some hearty, real food. Yes. Um, yep. Mm-hmm, so fantastic. yeah, so we were talking about thinking. I've been thinking this. You know, sometimes, sometimes you you get winter can be a little bit boring in terms of the fruit and vegetable that's available, um, and and so trying to get people excited about winter produce. You know, mm-hmm. the the whole thing about producing healthier food is to is to do more cooking for yourself. You know, everyone keeps talking about real food. Yes. Um, and, and what is real food? Well, real food is, is is kind of stuff that you make yourself. You know, it's it's stuff that doesn't come out of a packet. It's not produced for you. It's not a source that comes out of a bottle. It's about going back to basics and making really really good food. And I think the thing that that's on 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 everybody's sort of list these days is not only healthy food but also also economical food. And, and one of the things about seasonal produce is that it's much cheaper. You know, if you're eating fruit and vegetables that are in season um, then you're first of all they're going to be they're in, in abundance so they're going to be cheaper and also you're doing the planet a favor by not buying uh, you know, cherries that come from Spain yes. or peas that come from India you know you're, you're, you're lowering your own carbon footprint by buying stuff that's been rooted up out of the ground mm-hmm. within you know within within kilometers where you live and I think that's certainly a healthy way of eating and and that's you know the, the, the weather lends itself to the type of fruit and vegetables that are around at the moment. I mean, if I look at the, the you know, and everyone gets all oh, but so boring in winter. Summer fruit is so much more interesting. If I look at the list of what's available in in winter now, you tell me this is boring. Uh, bananas, pineapples, coconuts, papaya, guavas, sweet melon and watermelon, marches, lemons, orange, dates. Apples. I mean, those are fairly sexy mm. fruits, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to <laughs> cooking. And and the yes. same and the same can be said. Look, the, the vegetables probably not as sexy, um, but I mean, here we're looking at a lot of the sort of the cabbages and and, and those kind of things, the parsnips, carrots. Those are the kind of cool vegetables that are really really nice this time of year. Um, but then also you've got all your cabbages, your sprouts, uh, spinach. Um, uh, obviously, one of my favourites. It's one of those. Um, uh, hate, love or hate uh, vegetables, uh-huh. and that's the the Brussels sprout. Um, and it's one of the first recipes I'm going to give you for is Brussels sprouts. For those people who who think of Brussels sprouts and they 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 have this whiff of sulphur and this horrible shudder that goes through their bodies when you say the word Brussels sprouts. Yes, because generally most people are used to having uh, uh, Brussels sprouts cooked within an inch of their life, and uh-huh. they have this kind of slimy consistency and this horrible soft olive green pellets that really are quite nasty that the kind of thing that you had to be forced to eat at boarding school mm-hmm. or your grand made you eat because she said there were people starving in africa and you had to eat them regardless <laughs> yes so but they're around at the moment they're in all the supermarkets and they are an absolute delight to cook and to eat when they're cooked properly what they do it is you, they don't. The best way to do it is just to actually literally fry them off. They don't come within a hundred yards of water, apart from when you give them a rinse before you cook them. So what I like to do is butter and uh, chopped up streaky bacon into a pot. 
um, get the bacon nice and crispy, get a little of the bacon fat mm-hmm. uh, rendering down, and then throw in the Brussels sprouts and give them a stir. Give them a stir, make sure the butter and the bacon is equally distributed. Put the lid on and leave them. Mm-hmm. And leave them for maybe 10 minutes. Give them the occasional stir every now and again so they don't stick to the bottom. Yes. And what will happen is they cook, but they don't. They, so they remain, a, they, they stay nice and dark green for a start. And they, they, they don't need to be soft, soggy. You know, if you think of, if you think of eating um, uh, cabbage in stir fries, yes. the, the nice thing about having cabbage in stir fries is the fact that it's nice and crunchy and crispy. So we're still looking for the same kind of texture from our Brussels sprouts. We want them cooked, but you'll notice when when they're nice and crispy and crunchy like that, they have a a certain nuttiness to them Mm. that is really quite intriguing that you lose completely when you boil them to death. So do yourself and get yourself a packet a packet of bacon, and, and I tell you what, you will love, you will fall in love with Brussels sprouts all again. They don't smell anything like your grand used to make them. They certainly don't taste, and the texture really is quite, quite fabulous. So that's certainly something you should be trying as uh-huh. as, 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 as great seasonal vegetables. You know, um, and I, I, look at the, I look at some of the some of the veg, and I think obviously for me, apples, um, for me, one of the, the, the best desserts in the world is one of the most simplest. It's the apple tart tartan, mm. um, which is basically um, uh, um, uh, a Lani French way of saying French apple upside down tart. So oh. basically what you're doing is you're, you're taking some apples, you're taking lovely apples. I like to use the Granny Smiths because I, like I like a little bit of tart because it can be quite a sweet dessert. Mm. But, you know, some people prefer the, the starlings and the, and the sweeter, the red apples. I like a nice tart um, a Granny Smith. So you peel and core your apples, keep them in quarters. And then what you do is you need a, a, um, a cast iron pan or a pan that you can um, that you can fit in, like a stainless steel, something you can put into the oven. Mm-hmm. And then you need a piece of puff pastry the same size as the frying pan that you're using. Yes. So basically what you're going to do is, it's a, be very careful of this because it's it's made with hot caramel and the hot caramel can be quite dangerous. Mm-hmm. So what you want to do is you want to put um, a cup of sugar and about 100 grams of butter into this pan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're probably looking at about, say, say a nine, normal nine-inch frying pan. You're probably looking at about six apples, six decent-sized apples, and you'll, you'll feed at least four or five people out of that. So peel your apples, core them, quarter them and core them, Put your sugar and your butter in the pan and you let that melt till you get this nice, rich, golden caramel. And you want to take it a little bit further than that. So just when you start to see a little bit of smoke coming off the caramel, what you do is you take the the, 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 the pan off of the heat mm-hmm. and then you arrange, you neatly arrange your apple. You can just throw all the apples in or you can okay. arrange them neatly depending on how how uh, fastidious you are. Mm-hmm. But you put all your apple quarters into the to, into the caramel. Now, this is where it gets tricky in that you mustn't touch the caramel. And as beautiful it looks and as gorgeous it smells, uh, a thing to remember that that sugar melts at about 180 degrees. Mm-hmm. So do not be tempted to dip your finger in to have a little bit of a taste. You will regret it. Because not <laughs> only does it burn, but yes. it then sticks to your finger and cools down. And so it burns for a long time. Uh-huh. So just be careful when you put your apples in. Once you've got all your apples in arranged, you take your sheet of puff pastry and you simply plonk it on top of the apples and then just fold it down around the sides of the pan but you fold it on the inside of the pan mm-hmm. so you're almost filming a little lip on the inside you then take that pan and you put it into an oven a hot oven at 200 degrees and you leave it there for probably 
25 to 30 minutes mm -hmm. until the pastry is cooked. Pastry must be nice and golden and brown and flaky and crispy. Yes. What you do then is you take you take your, your pot out again, oven gloves, cloths, because now remember your your, your frying pan is, is hot and you've got lots of uh, caramel. What you do is you then place a big plate or a cake board on top of the, the pan and then you simply invert the pan and turn the thing out so that basically you're now your puff pastry is on the bottom and your apples on the top mm -hmm. and you will see what is probably one of the most glorious winter desserts is this upside down apple cake because the puff pastry is nice and crisp and it soaks up all that caramel and these apples are nice and soft mm -hmm. and rich and they've got this lovely dark sheen to them and the sauce that, that, that is now on there is, is just not only just the caramel from the sugar and the butter, but all the juices that have cooked out mm -hmm. of out of the apple. So it's this lovely, rich, apple kind of uh, of, mm -hmm. um, of, of, of of sauce that's on top. And you serve that with um, some uh, creme fraiche or a little bit of vanilla ice cream. Um, and it really is a, a wonder to behold. What you can actually do if you mm -hmm. want to get a little bit adventurous is you can actually use other fruit. You can use pears. Okay. Um, pears work really, really well. Same exact same recipe just substituting for pears or well, the other one that i like to use is actually guavas guavas up in an upside down like that work an absolute treat because there's there's something about that smell of ripe guavas that mm -hmm. just drives me crazy yeah. it's one of those things that it's the most distinctive smell and uh -huh. it's and it's crazy because that's how you know they're ready when you can smell them they're ready to eat you know it's one of those funny things they look like these sort of yellowy green uh, golf balls and uh -huh. then oh in a couple of days in the fruit bowl they turn from this rock hard thing that you could probably do damage to a car windscreen with <laughs> to all of a sudden you'll come downstairs and all of a sudden there's this waft of guava and you know overnight uh -huh. your guavas have ripened and yes. they are fantastic just on their own but they in the, in a tart like that with the puff pastry actually cook mm. up a treat i often just like to poach mine you know wow. they're, they're lovely in the morning for breakfast poached yes. apric um poached uh, guavas really is quite something i can't get enough of guavas i love this time of year yeah me too I um so so there's them. there's all manner of those things you know mm -hmm. uh, a pineapple upside down cake or you know making again nice pineapple rounds caramelizing those and pouring a cake batter on top and baking that mm -hmm. flipping that over and you've got this lovely sponge with the, with the with the with the charred caramel on top it really is the kind of time for that kind of those sumptuous stews and, mm. and 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 sort of decadent baking this time of year, and 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 the ingredients are all there to to, to for, for you to do that. Mm. They're at their best. They're in season this time of year, and they lend themselves to that long, slow cooking. Um, I made yesterday a, a great dish. Um, it's like a, almost like a like a chili con carne, yes. but I did instead of using minced, I used beef short rib. Oh, so I got beef short rib. Mm. And I seared that off in the pan, got a little bit of color on it. And then I added some uh, cumin seeds, uh, some coriander seeds, a little bit of smoked paprika. And then to that, I added onions, garlic, ginger, uh, red peppers, mm -hmm. and sweated all that off. And then I added a tin of tomatoes. And then I, my, my, my secret ingredient is uh, milk stout. Oh, so wow. I added a bottle mm. of milk stout that normally people use beef stock. I use yes. milk stout because it's wow. lovely, multi, dark, rich flavor. And then I put the beef ribs back in there and let that, I put that in a, in a casserole dish open and I left it in the oven about 150 degrees for about two hours. Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely heaven in this. And I made some cabbage to go with it, just sauteed off some uh, some cabbage to go with that. Um, and it was just the most amazing, and some mashed potatoes. And it was the most heavenly winter dish oh, made with all the ingredients that are readily available at the moment mm. and, and cheap as chips because they're seasonal. 
Um, so that was a, that was a, a definitely, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I'm looking over my shoulder. So yes. There still is a little bit left over, mm, yum, um, yum. which which is always better the next day anyway. But it's going to be just enough to warm up for lunch, uh-huh. for a little sumptuous uh, chili con, a short rib con carne for a little bit of lunch, a little bit later on this afternoon, just to keep myself warm in this in this in this wet weather. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You've just given winter food like a complete makeover, I must say. And I am intrigued by that recipe you shared with the apples. And I must say, it makes sense, the Granny Smith apples as well, because, mm. you know, with the caramel sauce as well being that sweet. So, yeah. wow. That's that's it. And also, I find sometimes the red apples can be a little bit flowery and they tend mm. to disintegrate a bit, whereas the Granny so Smiths cool. tend to hold their shape. And mm-hmm. to say that little acidity works perfectly with all that butter and sugar. Absolutely. Wow. And also the, the recipe that you shared about this beef and the cabbage, you know, I'm not really a lover of cabbage, but the, the way you've made it sound and the combination, mm. wow, amazing, absolutely yeah. delicious. And I, and, I, and I think I think the thing to, to do is whether you're using red cabbage, the, the white cabbage, the savoy cabbage, or even the little small ones, think of it. In terms of when you make stir fry, or even think of coleslaw. Mm-hmm. So we, when we make coleslaw, that's carrots and 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 cabbage, and and it's raw, yes. and, and, and 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 mayonnaise, whatever dressing you want to use for it. So you're used to eating raw, crunchy cabbage. Mm-hmm. So there is no need to boil it with an inch of its life, where it smells of 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 sulfur and is all slimy. Fry it off like you would a stir fry, and mm-hmm. you'll be amazed how how delicious. Um, uh, cabbage can actually be because it's a lovely it's got a lovely nutty flavor when it's still quite crunchy and it, yes. there's a lovely textural element to a dish when you've got crunchy cabbage it's cooked it's softer but it's still crunchy and it's not this kind of slimy mush that's been mm. boiled for, for days on end yes so cabbage can be quite a sexy and it's very high in vitamin c uh-huh. so it's very very good for you cabbage um so yeah Treat your cabbage with respect and you will have a whole new <laughs> a whole new ingredient on your plate. Absolutely. Well, Peter, thank you so much for those delicious recipes and tips that you've shared with us today. Are you uh, doing anything special for this weekend? Um, no, no, not much this weekend. Working all weekend in the uh-huh. restaurants, but uh, pretty much taking it easy. I think there's not going to be overly busy. It's, we've got more rain forecast for the weekend, mm. so... The restaurant's likely to be a bit quiet, as as with the market. So we'll yes. we'll just be thankful for the rain for now, mm-hmm. so that we have another summer without having to worry about any restrictions. Absolutely. So we'll take the rain while it comes, and, uh-huh. and hope everyone stays safe and above water. Yes. Um, but we'll be taking it easy this weekend. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, you enjoy your weekend, and we'll catch up same time next week. Yes, and to you and the listeners. Until we meet again, may the source be with you. May the source be with you. Bye, Peter.